Hello and welcome to the Mind of a Football Coach podcast. Today we have on the podcast Coach Wes Eddy. Coach, welcome to the podcast. Zach, thanks for the invite. It's uh, nice to be here. I uh, I can't believe that you uh, picked me after seeing all these uh, great coaches you've had on uh, over the last couple of years on this uh, podcast. Wes, I think you're you're one of the great ones, my my friend. You are you're a good man, great coach, uh, coach. Please give the listener a description about yourself uh, so they can they can get to know you a little bit. Well, I've been coaching uh, at the high school level since uh, 2000. Um, I started at uh, Brook High School in Northern Panhandle, West Virginia, and uh, I'm I'm one of the old school. Uh, Coaches that uh, worked their way up. I uh, started as freshman coach, then coached JV uh, for a while, and then uh, went up to being a varsity assistant, worked my way to being coordinator at Brook. And then uh, after I was uh, done at Brook in 2011, I went over to uh, Hedgesville. And uh, I was at Hedgesville High School as a defensive coach for a couple of years. And uh, finally, in 2013, I uh, got my lucky break and got a, a head football job in the uh, mountains of uh, Webster County in West Virginia. And I was there for a couple years. And um, after that, I got the head football job at Princeton High School at the very southern end of West Virginia. And uh, I would still probably be there today if uh, I ever would uh, would have had a uh, teaching job at the school. But uh, when I worked there at Princeton, I had to uh, do some teaching jobs that, that probably most people wouldn't have uh, looked at very uh, fondly. They were uh, more difficult uh, teaching jobs, including uh, my last year I had to teach at the Alternative Learning Center with uh, students of had some very poor behaviors over the years and uh, maybe even had some uh, run-ins with uh, the uh, penal system. And um, after that, uh, I got out of there after two years because of uh, not having a job down there in the school. I worked at East Fairmont for two years and um, after that, I went back over to uh, Hedgesville area. I live in Martinsburg now. My wife and I built a house. And uh, I coached the uh, defense at Washington High School in uh, Charlestown, West Virginia. That's awesome, Coach. You, I, we have very similar stories. I've, my resume is uh, has a bunch of different stops on it for, for numerous numerous reasons. Uh Coach, talk. This is one thing I really, really admire about you. Talk about your philosophy of coaching. So, why did you get into coaching? Because I think this is something that I think a lot of coaches could could benefit from. Well, the the reason that uh, I I enjoy coaching is I just enjoy the. Well, one thing is I enjoy the camaraderie about about being around the other coaches and uh, listening to them and, and talking with them. And then, you know, I just enjoy uh, serving the kids and 
trying to be a role model for them and, and getting them through high school, teaching them what's important, what's, you know, and focusing them and then staying in touch with them and prepping them for their uh, life after high school, which is probably the most important thing because a lot of kids don't necessarily have the home life that uh, some of us had. They're a little bit older and uh, the guidance that they need is uh, so so much more uh, needed today than maybe it was 20 to 30 years ago. And, uh, you know, being that you've already experienced a lot of things, you can pass that on to those kids and try to help them uh, with the guidance that they need to reach their full potential. It's so much more than the actual coaching of football that uh, they need. You know, a lot of them need more of a role model than they need anything that has to do with, uh, you know, the coaching part. And coach, I I know from us talking that that you're a you're a Christian, you're you're a believer, and talk about how that that plays a role in your in your coaching. I think that you know when you when you recognize that, that Jesus Christ is Son of Man, that that's something that you can always help the kids with. That uh, a lot of times anymore they don't necessarily uh, get. I uh, try to incorporate every week. Uh, something from the Bible that, that might be uh, focused in on what we're trying to do. And there's a lot, you know, I think it's a real good thing to bring in a, uh, a minister or whatever type of clergyman you can, try to make it non-denominational, to have the kids be able to talk to them uh, in a small group setting. That way they can uh, have that. We usually always did that on Wednesday evenings. And uh, that way, if uh, they have something that's on their mind, they could say it to you know somebody who is a, uh, a minister and get it off their chest or ask them questions and, and have another person that's around that they could look to for guidance and uh, things like that. So it's something that's important. And I think that it's uh, good to bring to the fold uh, wherever you're at. And the kids that uh, we've had over the years, they've always enjoyed going to that uh, kind of a uh, service during the uh, week. And when I was at Webster, we were lucky that we had a very religious uh, lady there, Buzz Gregory, that uh, helped us out um, as an equipment manager and just... uh, Whatever we needed her to do, she would do it. And uh, when we were at Webster, we started every practice with a devotion, the uh, beginning of practice. So it was, uh, we have, I've always been around religion and, uh, you know, most of the places we've always uh, prayed before practice and, and uh, the kids have always liked it, never forced anybody to do it, but uh, most of the kids wanted to participate. That's awesome, Coach. Coach. Talk about, you know, or talk to young coaches that want to climb the ladder, that want to go from, you know, JV coach to a position coach to a coordinator to a head coach. What are some tips for coaches looking to to advance in their career? Because you've done a, an excellent job of doing that. So what are, what are some ways that people can, can make their career go in the direction they want it to go? I personally believe that 
regardless of whatever position that you get hired into, you have to work for your head coach and treat that position basically like you're, you know, the head coach of the New England Patriots. Uh, if you get hired at uh, Nitro to uh, do the equipment and make sure the weight room's in order, you need to treat that position that you're given, you know, like it's the greatest job in the world and do it to the very best of your ability. And, and by doing it that way, you're going to catch the eye of your head coach and when you play other teams, you're going to catch the eye of that head coach and, and probably their coordinators and position coaches. So it's all about how you treat the position. And uh, all too often, I personally believe, and I'm not attacking any young coaches, but I do believe that there are some that get into this job and they're 23 years old and out of college and uh, they think that sometimes, you know, they should walk right into a coordinator's job and really have a final say on what's going on when they've never paid any uh, dues in the coaching ranks. And in my worthless opinion, I think that if you do start at the top and you've never had to pay any dues from the bottom up, for one thing, I don't think you appreciate it as much what you've been given. And second of all, you never had the chance for growth that will help you be the very best coach that you can be. Um, one of the things that probably helped me the most was that, you know, I was a freshman coach and I saw that. I was a JV coach and I saw that and I appreciated all these stops until, you know, finally I became head coach. So everything I had to do to work up to that point, I have a great appreciation for and I always have an understanding on where that assistant coach is coming from. You know, I think about, too, you know, guys, I was just this way, guys that come out of playing college football that, you know, we think we have all the answers, and I think we fail to realize that coaching and playing are two totally different things. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Well, they, they definitely are, um, because uh, coaching, I, I don't want to bring a cliche to your uh, podcast. That's the last thing I wanted to do today, but coaching definitely is teaching. And, uh, you know, I think that one of the most important things that you can do today is the connection and the psychology that you bring to the table, how you connect to your players. Because if they, uh, you know, if they don't connect with you and, uh, you know, I'm sorry for sounding elementary, but if, you know, if they don't like you and buy into what you're selling, you're going to be in trouble regardless of what, I mean, you could have Bill Walsh's playbook microchipped into your brain and have Buddy Ryan stuff in your brain. and That's all well and good. But uh, if you're not connecting with the players and you don't know how to organize information and deliver information, you're going to be in trouble. So there is a massive difference between being a really good player and uh, then being able to be a motivator and a teacher, there's a, there's a huge difference. It's night and day. Yeah, especially with you know today's kids, they have a lot of options that they can choose to do different things, and I think they want to know why. So how do you like how do you coach today's player, coach? Like, what are some tips for coaching a generation that is that has a lot of information at their fingertips? I think that kids today 
to address the why. And uh, the head coach that I work for right now, he did a uh, leadership thing. Uh, he does one right now on Zoom every Monday at noon. And that was from the book that they're looking at is addressing the why. Um, my goodness, if you're in Charleston, West Virginia, as soon as you leave Nitro at 4 o'clock, these kids can go have a job. These kids could go home uh, and play PlayStation. These kids could go play uh, soccer or cross country or football or probably even more things than that and go get involved in some of the community. You have to make your uh, football program, it has to, you know, you've got to make it look bright and shiny and it's something that they want to be a part of. And I would say this about the why. If you're coordinating something or a position coach, if if you're doing a drill, you better be able to explain the drill because they're going to want to know how it relates to the game. Uh, Coach, are we just doing this to, you know, fill some time until we get the group run or group pass or team? And you're going to have to explain to them, no, this is a, a block that you're going to do in the offense or this is a technique in our defense that you have to know. If uh, you're not able to explain the why to this current uh, group of kids that we're coaching, they're going to probably lose a little faith in you and maybe not give you the 100% that they have available. Absolutely. And, Coach, let's let's take that, like talking about, you know, does this apply to, to scheme? Let's take this to your philosophy on scheme. So, I know your philosophy because we've talked at length, but talk about your, your offense and the defensive philosophies um, that you believe in. Well, in uh, 2000, when I broke in, we, uh, one of the off-season uh, clinics that we went to was at Carnegie Mellon, and I fell in love <clears throat> with uh, the Carnegie Mellon wing tee that uh, Rich Erdely was coaching. And uh, it's something that's uh, stuck with me uh, from then. I mean, he was, he does jet sweep, he does trap, he uh, does a, a couple counters and play actions, and he throws a great three-step drop. And that's something that's always stuck with me. And uh, one of the reasons is, is uh, because every year you're giving yourself a chance with having the offensive linemen up front that are not necessarily asked to do zone blocking techniques, but they're asked to do uh, some shoulder blocking techniques and gap down backer and some double teams off the line up into the linebacker, and they're getting to pull and move. So that gives you a pretty good shot with some kids that might be a little bit more uh, smaller, if you will. And uh, the other thing that uh, I really like about it is the fact that you can have a, a real small amount of uh, core plays in, but uh, get into some formations that are unbalanced and use motions that might be confusing to 15 to 18 year old kids. Uh, there's no doubt, just like a lot of things, that on Saturday and Sunday, your opponent will be able to figure you out, but putting it into a scout team and then having the teenage kids that we coach figure it out on the field, it might be a little bit more difficult when it's actually pretty simple for you. Yeah, absolutely. And I was a big zone guy till this last year, and we went more wing T philosophy because that's what I grew up in. And, it, 
you know, with motion and misdirection. And that was, it was really good for us offensively. Um, Coach, talk about your, your defensive philosophy. So what do you, what do you believe in there? Well, we, uh, right now we run an even front and uh, we play a lot of uh, four, two, five principles. And um, we've uh, changed to, you know, playing a, uh, a two high look. That way we can match up with uh, everybody's uh, one-back sets much more easier uh, today because so many people are in a more college or uh, pro-style passing game. So that's what we do. And um, we we, we teach some movements on the D-line and um, we run a uh, very uh, simple, easy blitz package uh, where we uh, depending if you're in two backs, uh, we teach them to cancel all eight gaps. If you're in two backs, uh, well, seven uh, gaps, and we teach uh, to bring seven people against uh, one back. So we do some gap cancellations, and uh, we just try to keep everything real simple. And uh, we're a huge, uh, we've always been huge into doing our, our tackling, our strip, and our pursuit drills early on in practice. And, uh, we read the guards with the backers. And my, one thing that uh, I definitely believe in high school, and I'm sure some people don't like it, is defensively I just believe in keeping the ball in front of you and that eventually the, the high school offense will, will hiccup. They'll get a penalty. They might fumble an interception or they'll miss a real key block that gives them a, a, a two- or three-yard loss on the play. And those are things I believe in. I, I just believe keep the ball in front of you. Don't give up the uh, home runs in the game, and, and you're going to find yourself in a position to win. Absolutely. That's, I think about, you know, you watch the NFL, you look at, like, the 49ers, the Seahawks, a lot of, you know, they're three deep, but keep that ball, keep that ball in front, you know, so it doesn't break. I just remember one game when I was at Princeton, you know, I, every year at Bluefield, they always had such great speed. And uh, that was always our goal coming in, was just keep the ball in front of us and make them have to have grinding-like drives. Uh, those teams are very successful with their speed, and they'll have a two-play, three-play drive and put points up. And if you force them into territory they're not used to, for an eight-yard or an eight-play, maybe nine-play drive, then they're not used to that, and they have to make you know they're going to have to make adjustments as they go to doing so. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's awesome, coach. Coach, the the transition to really what I want to end the the podcast with this this conversation of what are you doing for this season? Because this season is going to be unique for sure because of COVID. What are some things that you are doing as a coach or you guys are doing as a program to try to prepare your kids for a season that may look a little different? We don't know what school's going to look like. I know here in Kanawha County, are we going four days, five days? Are we alternating days as far as students coming in one day, another group coming in a different day? So how are, how are you planning to move forward in this, in this season of, of, of life? I think that uh... – position that I'm in right now, I've been pretty lucky. Uh, this uh, spring and early summer, 
the head coach that uh, I'm working for, he uh, has had our kids on Zoom a lot with uh, talking about team building and and doing some uh, real light X and O stuff on Zoom. He uh, has given the kids uh, via huddle, I believe, uh, some running and stretching exercises that they should be completing. So, in essence, I think that uh, people, and uh, including us, are using uh, technologies that are available today to stay in contact with the kids in very non-traditional forms. So, you're delivering information to them, you're telling them what they need to be doing, and you're also... Uh, mentoring them and, and getting them better while you're sitting at the, in the comforts of your own home. So I think that's a thing that's really different. Um, moving forward now, uh, our county BOE on Monday and uh, Tuesday worked on the plan and passed that plan for us to return. And I think our first return date will be this Monday coming at us, which I believe is the 15th. So we'll start meeting in pods of 10 doing lifting and stretching and or, I mean, uh, movement stretching and getting back into some physical shape so that we can uh, begin the three-week period in July where we may or may not be allowed to do some football kind of uh, activities at that point. And the last thing I would say, I think that uh, all of us coaches of Washington have done a decent job of understanding that all of this, every single hour, is going to be fluid. What you're allowed to do and not allowed to do may change. And uh, we've been very honest with our kids. We've told them, you know, we're able to move forward right now. You need to follow the rules and take really good care of yourself and uh, understand that, you know, this all can be taken away from us again. So you really want to be serious about it and don't take any of it for granted. Absolutely. I think us as coaches, we have a responsibility to follow the rules, right? And I know a lot of people, unfortunately, um, in our profession, they they're so they get so wrapped up that, you know, they think that, unfortunately, that, you know, the wins and the losses are absolutely everything at the high school level. And, you know, unfortunately, you may end up in the AD office or principal's office to talk about wins and losses sometimes. But, you know, if you're really being true to yourself, uh, developing functional young men that can go get a young men and young women that can go leave your high school and go get uh, more education or go right into the workforce and be contributors to society. Uh, that's everybody's championship right there. If you're doing that, then you're definitely a winning high school coach. Coach, that is that is gold. And, and Coach, I, I appreciate you coming on. I appreciate you taking the time. Uh, man, this is this has been really, really good. I appreciate it. Well, I, I enjoy uh, talking with you. Uh, I, we could probably put a couple of these together today. These are uh, always fun and uh, like I said, I really enjoyed listening to Eddie Vincent the other day and to hear his uh, thoughts that he has and everybody that's ever been on. The great thing about your podcast, it's just not West Virginia people. It's great to hear from coaches in other states and what they're doing and some of the philosophies and things that they have in other states. Absolutely. Coach, where can people find you on, on social media if they want to connect with you? 
I, uh, I don't know where I was in the late uh, 2008, 2009, um, but for some reason I knew about Twitter a little bit early, and I grabbed the handle Coach Eddie right off the bat. So on Twitter, I'm at Coach Eddie, and uh, on, I have a Facebook. Those are the only two that I use. I know that I'm missing out on so much because I don't do Snapchat and some of the other ones, but uh, if I... Uh, had to look at more of those a day, I would be spending way too many, too much time on social media. I know I would be. So, and uh, if anybody ever wanted to talk to me about something, they can contact you. That you have my number, and uh, I'd gladly make time to talk to people. That's awesome, Coach. Coach, I appreciate you coming on. Thank you so much for having me on. This was a lot of fun. Hope to do it again.